Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Autosport Podcast. We explain Sebastian Auger's move to Citroen in WRC and hear from the man himself and his two title rivals. We're heading back to the mud and gravel of the World Rally Championship for this edition of the Autosport Podcast, not just to look ahead to Rally GB, but also to discuss the big driver market news that was recently announced. Sebastian Auger is leaving M Sport to return to Citroen. I'm your host, Ed Straw. We'll be hearing from Auger himself shortly, as well as later on bringing all three of the contenders for the WRC crown, Jerry Neuville, Oitanek and Auger himself, to look ahead to Rally GB. But joining me first to explain a bit more about Auger's move is David Evans. Now, you must be getting very excited about Rally GB, which runs from October the 4th to the 7th. It's always a, a favourite of yours, isn't it? It is, absolutely, Ed. And I'm, I'm always excited about Rally, Rally GB, regardless of what time of the year it is. Um, and I was, I was out... Uh, at a test uh, for M Sport 
just yesterday in the middle of a, a Welsh forest. So I've already had a small fix. I, d- I didn't realise they employed you as a test driver. <laughs> That's an yeah. unusual move. Yes, no, exactly. So no, it's uh, it's always uh, it's always as you say, it's one of my favourites, uh, and it's this year it really is shaping up to be a, an absolute classic. Uh, and obviously, the, the the big excitement is this is this move for Sebastian Auger. We've expected it for a while, the, the return to Citroen, but it's it's obviously the, the huge move with Auger, the man who who wins everything in, in WRC, going back to the place where really at this level it all started with Citroen. Of course, he won multiple rallies for Citroen before moving to to VW and then becoming a champion so how, how has all this happened it, it's happened quite simply because uh, I, my understanding is that ford has has struggled to uh, to match the sort of commitment that citroen could could bring now in immediately i'm sure listeners out there will be thinking you know it's all about the money going into Ogier's wallet it's absolutely not you know undoubtedly there's an element of that uh, but what sebastian wanted to see was you know get moving forward a real commitment from from either of the manufacturers to show development on the car uh, and exactly what the future held. And he didn't feel that he could see enough of that from Ford, um, if any of that from Ford. You know, he's been quite disappointed this year in, in what Ford's managed. You know, they've given some great technical assistance, absolutely. But everything has come come out of Malcolm Wilson's pocket. Uh, and that simply couldn't continue. And then I think six weeks ago Citroen maybe two months ago Citroen was in touch with an offer um, so he went down to the south of France recently tested the car uh, in full knowledge of, of M Sport um, and and he could see a future there um, Pierre Boudard the, the team principal at Citroen has, has convinced him of, of what they've got moving forward for the next two years uh, and, and he's jumped ship so yeah we, we all expected it but there's part of me that's actually really quite sad that um, that the M Sport story with Ogier is over because you know it was such a, a David and Goliath. Okay, you know Ogier was never really uh, the the David in the story, but but combined, you know, a private a private team and and whatever driver is always going to struggle a little bit against the manufacturers, and we've lost that now. Um, so yeah, it's it's a little bit sad, but equally, as Ogier points out in his in his piece, you know, it's exciting to see him going back to Citroen where it all started but at the same time we shouldn't forget you know in 2011 when he left Citroen he left under something of a cloud essentially the management had decided uh it was going to have to be Ogier or Loeb uh, and they went with Loeb uh and it was the the middle to end of that 2011 season was was an absolute shocker for Citroen they won lots of champ- they won lots of rallies they won the championships but they couldn't control to Sebastian's uh, and something had to give and it and it was Ogier and off he went to Volkswagen interestingly at that time he had discussions with Malcolm Wilson about joining M Sport then but it didn't happen he went and he won he won four championships with VW and one with Malcolm last year but um certainly one of the one of the kind of key drivers in in Seb going back to Citroen is the fact that the management's changed uh, there's there's not the same people at the top end of the company that there was uh, when he when he left in in eleven, so it's a it's a new broom, and in your Pierre Boudar is a is a great guy to work with, uh, and I'm sure that um, that's you know that they're going to make a great team together. The only problem is that obviously Citroen they are not winning a lot of rallies at the moment, so that that's the big concern. Can they actually technically give him the car, certainly in the short term and next year, to actually actually compete for victories? In you know, in Sebastian's own words, you know, all he's had, he, okay, he's had some seat time, he's had a go in the car at uh, at Fong Jean Cus, but he's he's said, you know, all I've got is words from Pierre Boudard, 
Um, but Pierre has shown him undoubtedly shown him that the budget's there to develop the car, the wherewithal. Sebastian remembers quite a lot of the technical team, you know, the likes of Didier Clement and these kind of guys have been there for years. Uh, and they were the guys that really made, they, they created the cars, the Zara, the C4, the, the, the DS3 that won, what was it, eight manufacturer championships and nine drivers championships for, for Ogier. So Sebastian, for, sorry, for Sebastian Lope. So Ogier knows the pedigree is there. Um, but it is undoubtedly, it's a, it's a bit of a leap of faith when, like you say, they haven't been winning. The last time they won was Spain last year with, with Chris Meek. So it's been a while. It is going to be, uh, an interesting one to see how it plays out. And I guess it's worth talking about what's gone wrong with Citroen over the past 18 months to, to put them in this position. We know there have been times when the car's been very, very tricky to drive in particular, but why aren't they being successful? It's, I'd almost turn that round and say that, they have had the middle of last year, the start and middle of last year was incredibly difficult for Citroen. You know, they struggled like hell with the car. Um, but that, those times have definitely changed. Uh, we saw in Spain, you know, Meek won quite comfortably last year. Um, and then we saw in, in Finland this year, Mads Osberg came to the car with, I think he'd done two events before, uh, not a lot of testing and he finished second and he led in Finland. And, you know, you don't go to Finland, a place where you're constantly at a hundred miles an hour over the jumps without great confidence in the car. They've worked a lot on the, on the transmission at the front and the rear. They've found much more grip in the car now. So I personally, I think the C3 is becoming a, you know, a much stronger proposition. But what they've got at the moment is, you know, they've got Mads Osberg who missed all of last year. He, he did some rounds in a private 17 car last year. Uh, and they've got Craig Breen who's been, you know, absolutely brilliant and is a superb up and coming driver. We saw, you know, led rally Turkey with a superb time on Friday morning just uh, last month, but they don't have somebody like Ogier. Um, who can pick them up and, and carry them D- to my mind you know still what they did to Chris Meek was completely wrong um, and Chris Meek is a driver that's capable of winning rallies uh, and winning reg- rallies regularly you know whether or not he's got a championship in him that's a different matter um, but when they had Meek on the start line they had the chance to win a rally I'm not sure as we go into rally GB this week they have that same chance um, it's different when we go to Spain um, later in this month because obviously Sebastian Loeb's back for his last uh, his third and final outing with the team this year so maybe they have a chance there but for me they need a driver that has that proven rally and championship winning pedigree um, that can pick them up and take them to the to the next level uh, and potentially take them back to where they were well certainly explain that makes it make a lot more sense that he might actually be able to jump in and actually he needs he's the driver they need to, to elevate the team and certainly if you need a driver to to, to lift the team who better than uh, than Sebastian Ogier to to do that how about the rest of the WRC driver market can you just run through where we're at where we know people are going to be and what the other big questions that are yet to be resolved among the manufacturer teams are so the, the three drivers really fighting for this year's championship are now all settled. We know that, um, that Oik Tanak, uh, is, is a done deal. He was already under contract for Toyota next year. Thierry Neville recently signed a new three year deal to stay at Hyundai. And obviously Ogier is going to Citroen. The, the next piece of the jigsaw we expect is Esapeka Lappi potentially to leave Toyota, uh, and join Ogier at Citroen. That creates this, this seat, uh, in a Yaris. WRC for next year where the, the, the big speculation is about Chris Meek coming back to drive that car. We know for sure that Tommy has spoken to, to Meek 
I know they've spoken again more recently. So, you know, there, there are serious talks going on there. Uh, so Hyundai is expected to remain, sorry, to, to finish Toyota. They obviously have got Tanak. They keep Latvala, I think, for next year and potentially Meek. Hyundai quite likely to, um, to keep the two drivers on a part program, Danny Sordo and Hayden Padden. Uh, Mickelson is already under a deal for next year anyway. Uh, so Citroen, Ogier, Lappi, who else we don't know. Uh, I think we can probably rule out Sebastian Loeb doing any more. Um, from what I've heard, he's very keen to just commit to his, his RX program. Uh, so potentially Osberg or Breen to stay there. Um, and then, you know, the big question is M Sport. Uh, what, what does M Sport do now? We know Timo Sunanen, the 24 year old Finn is under contract for next year. Uh, Elvin Evans is out of contract. Ogier is gone. Uh, so what does Malcolm do? That's uh, that's the big question. You know, fundamentally, right now, Malcolm's bigger priority is actually getting the cars to the start line in Monte Carlo. You know, there's no, there's not enough support from Ford. We know that because if there was, then Ogier potentially would have stayed. Uh, there's no title sponsor with the team. You know, Ogier will take Red Bull backing. Any Red Bull backing that was coming, he'll take that with him. So it's it's a tough time for Malcolm right now. Um, and I guess the simplest solution is probably to give Elvin another contract. Uh, and there's definitely a, a strong case to say that Elvin has, has earned that. You know, he's had quite an unfortunate year this year. He's made some mistakes, some stupid mistakes like Germany, but also he's, he's had some bad luck with some punctures and stuff. But, you know, at some point, Elvin's had quite a good go of this. Um, and that's why for me, you know, Wales this week is a crucial event for him. If we could see Elvin, doing what he did in Wales 12 months ago when he absolutely dominated the event to take his first win, it would make him a much stronger candidate to stay at M-Sport. If, if he doesn't, then, you know, there's Craig Breen, there's Osberg, there's potentially even Meek. Malcolm told me not long ago that he'd, he'd spoken to Chris as well. So uh, it's... But, you know, the one thing with M-Sport, there is not going to be an awful lot of money to, to splash um, around for, for a driver this year so I guess they're going to be left to pick up what else is left from, from the other teams It's such a shame isn't it because the M Sport story was so fantastic with winning the, the title last year with, with Ogier and in fact if uh, people look back in our archive in January we, we released a podcast where we spoke to Alfred Evans and Malcolm Wilson about that whole thing and the hopes for this year but it's all sort of run out of steam because of economic realities isn't it I mean it's, it's a team that clearly deserves more support and we're kind of hoping we might get some more from uh, from Ford given the success they've had this is exactly right, but I mean, you know, you're quite right about the economic reality. You know, you look at the at the the current state of Ford as a as a global entity and a global company, and you know they're struggling like hell. So, but my perspective on that would would always be that this is the time to kind of chuck some money into a marketing campaign, and and the World Rally Championship works so well for them because you know they're selling. It's about the Ford Fiesta. Okay, it's not a huge selling car in in the states. But across Europe, the Fiesta's massive, uh, and the the required financial commitment um, to to win world championships with Ogier and with M Sport next year and for the next couple of years wouldn't have been outlandish at all. Um, but that's you're right; that's the economic reality, and it is it's just such a shame because you know there was such optimism having won the championship championships at the end of last year that that, that they were going to do the same again this year and. Uh, we've seen M Sport, you know, we've seen them in 2005 when they lost um, a lot of Ford backing and, and they had to take drivers like Tony Gardemeister and uh, Roman Crestra, I think it was, and they bounced back from that. You know, Malcolm's absolutely a survivor uh, and he will find a way to, to make this happen for next year.
Well, good luck to them. We need uh, strong drivers and strong teams, and having M-Sport up there is, uh, is is essential. Well, let's hear from the man himself now, Sebastian Auger. You spoke to him uh, after the, the Citroën deal was announced to get a, to get a, a feel for, for why he'd done it, and also to talk a little bit about his expectations for Rally GP. So uh, we'll hear that interview now. So, Sebastian, you've made a very big decision this week. We've seen you move from M-Sport to, to Citroën. Was that a difficult decision? Yeah, of course it was. It's uh, it's never easy to uh, to take big decision like uh, like this one. Uh, I obviously had uh, two really good years uh, with uh, M Sport and Ford, and uh, and I think uh, we achieved big things together. and And it's not a secret that uh, that yeah, I felt good in this team, and that uh, working with with Malcolm and his, his guys were was nice for me uh, so yeah that that's for sure was not easy to make the decision to leave them uh, in the in the other hand it felt that uh, yeah without uh, support m- more support from from Ford it became more and more difficult uh, to carry on and uh, and at the end it was it was my decision but it was a common decision basically for Malcolm and me that, that it's difficult to carry on together and and it, we both understand the difficulties and also maybe the economical context at the moment is, is not going our way because we all know that Ford is struggling a bit at the moment and of course uh, it's more difficult than to get more support in this situation. But on the other hand, uh, I, I, I have to be honest, I was uh, also since sometimes starting to think more and more about the Citroen option because there is also uh, uh, attractive uh, things in, in the, on the side and, uh, and yeah, I believe some potential to do good things. Uh, of course, the fact uh, to try to win another title with a, with a third manufacturer, that's definitely an exciting challenge for me. Uh, also, I'm aware that it, it won't be easy and uh, uh, Citroen have been struggling quite a lot now the last years, which means uh, uh, there is certainly uh, some work to do and to be done. But uh, but that's also what motivates me. And as a French, of course, it's also also nice to go back with, uh, with a team that I started my career with. They offer me the chance to, to be where I am today. And, and in this way, I, I believe that it's a... It's a nice story, even if I even more believe that we we have the possibility to write a nice story together, but we still have to write it. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Now, moving on, we are here in the middle of uh, Aberhin and stage, I think. It's a big week for you this week. You're 23 yeah. points behind. What, what's your thinking going into this event? Yeah, well, I am, I'm aware that it's a very important event uh, for me. Uh, in the same time... Uh, I have to be honest, I, I, I don't feel extra pressure compared to usually. I think, uh, I believe that the pressure is, 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 is more on my both contender because uh, they are fighting for their first one and they are the, uh, it's, it's also never super easy to be, uh, uh, how you say, to, to lead and to, to try to hold the lead. So, uh, I, um, I know that uh, it's an important week and I, I need to definitely to, to beat them this weekend if I want to keep my chance alive and, uh, and, and well, yeah, it's a rally I like. It's uh, you know, it's often tricky condition here, so uh, that that means uh, that's offering possibility, and uh, definitely I try to 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 use them. What what sort of conditions have you had in the last two days? It looks quite dry now. Did you have yeah. any rain yesterday? No, not yesterday. A little bit today was a bit damp this morning, and now it's drying out a bit more. So yeah, it's definitely much more dry than usually. So I'm not sure what we're gonna have in the rally. Uh, probably a little bit more wet than that uh, 
what you know that's rally it's it's very difficult to to have the chance to test every condition uh, during your testing day so you have to de- do your best with it and hopefully uh, we will still feel a good prepare for the event have you tried the the, the new soft tire from michelin here yeah i've tried it and uh, so far we haven't had really the condition to uh, to really see the benefit of them so uh, yeah that's also one of the question mark we're going to probably still have starting the rally uh, with very little experience on these tires but uh, yeah the good things is we are still uh, all using the same and i think a lot of teams I had anyway quite dry condition to test. Uh, maybe Toyota. I think I've, I've I think I've seen oil testing on a very heavy rain, so they are maybe more prepared for this. But who knows? Maybe it's going to be drier than usually. Exactly. And one of the things we've seen this year, you know, you look back to 13, nine wins, 14, 15, eight wins for you. This year, three wins. Has this been one of the hardest seasons so far of your career in terms of competition? Well, I believe last year was uh, was very hard as well. I had only two wins last year, yeah. but I still managed to win the championship on a, on a very consistent year and still a lot of podiums. Uh, this year, what's missing the most is not the wins, it's the podiums and the consistency. And uh, and yeah, there's there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, but um, but yeah, I think we have had a bit a bit of hard luck to be honest. Recently, I've done I've done some mistake, of course, as well. But I had the feeling that I paid it very cash uh, all the time. But that's that's racing, you know. I I have had luck with me many times in my career, and now now I, I think I was missing a, a little bit of that. But I can still. Uh, I also need to to work on myself and do even better for the last three events. And I'm, I also believe that you can provocate your luck, so I have to provocate it better for the last three events. And the thing is, it's still possible. Of course, we are not in the best position right now, but uh, with 90 points still to catch, uh, being 23 behind, it's uh, definitely not lost. Last question now. We talked in Turkey about um, a new a new engine, some joker parts coming on the engine. I understand the the engine was changed yesterday. Will you will you run that new engine in, in this week? I have to be honest. Right now, I don't know the answer of that. But uh, like you imagine, it was not a really good sign. Uh, the problem we had yesterday. Well, David, looking at the championship situation, Jerry Neuville, 177 points, Oik Tanak, 164 points, Sebastian Auger, 154 points. You'd have to say that Auger needs to have a strong weekend or a strong event on, on Rally GB to try and get himself firmly into that mix. I know it's 25 points for a win, but when there's two drivers ahead of him, he's, he's going to have to rely on at least winning one of these last three events, surely, to, to have a shot at the title. He has to win in Wales. Not just, almost not just win. He needs the five points from the power stage as well. You know, if he could come out with a, a 30 point Sunday, then, you know, potentially he's in a, he's in a, not a bad position going into the last two rounds. Um, and you've got to look at their, at the three drivers records in, in Wales and Ogier's absolutely creamed them. You know, he's, he started Wales 10 times and he's won four. Yeah, because he's the joint. The most joint, most successful driver in in RAC history, Rally GB history, with Henry Mickler and Petter Solberg. So, if he wins this week, he not only uh, plays himself right into the championship fight, but he'd also become the most successful driver on our round of the championship, on our biggest ever motorsport event. Um, and the other guys have never won there. Um, have never won in Wales. It's Tanek. I think he's done it seven times, Neville six times, and they've pro- they've both finished on the podium. I'm sure they have. In fact, I know they have, but they've never they've never shown the kind of pace 
um, that that Ogier has has demonstrated to win four times, and he needs that speed. Uh, he needs it very badly this week. So much uh, of what he can do will depend on on the conditions because. If it stays dry, as I mentioned, I was I was in Aberhirnant, which is kind of near Dovenant, um, that kind of top of the middle, south of the north of Wales, uh, and it was bone dry yesterday. You know, there was dust on the roads, and it will be really abrasive, and it will clean, uh, undoubtedly. You know, if you're first on the road like Nivelle, Tanak, Ogier, you'll struggle a little bit if, if we don't get any rain. Um, but I think the forecast is for... As the week progresses, we will get some rain. And let's be honest, it'll be quite... Uh, as Tanak told me last week, it would be a miracle if we got through a Welsh week without rain. Um, so it, if it rains heavily, undoubtedly Neville is in the best position. He's in the box seat because you, the cars go across this, this layer of mud uh, and they get good traction from like a thick crust across the top of the surface. But as they go across, they start to they start to break up that surface, and the surface deteriorates so so quickly. You know, within four or five cars, the, the other guys are really struggling to to find any kind of compound or mechanical grip from from the roads, and we see the times tail off really quickly. Um, so we'll see. There's there's a lot depending on the conditions, um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 Ogier that, as he says, he needs to win. And do you think the the car is is strong enough to do that? There, it, it's not a question of the. We said that's not quite the investment there. So, is the development suffering a little bit through the season? The the car is definitely strong enough to win. Uh, we there's no doubt about that. You know, the car's got the pace. They were trying to get some uh, engine updates uh, in time for for Wales, and still, you know, as we talk uh, with just a couple of days before the start, the team still aren't telling me. Uh, if they're going to run these joker parts or not. Uh, I know that they've had the the parts on the bench. I know they've been in the car and it gives more power, more torque um, to the engine, but it's just a risk at the minute. Both Malcolm and Seb have said, you know, it's a risk. We don't know. They haven't put the miles on. They haven't seen the, the testing through its complete cycle. So if they do run it, it it's almost the last roll of the dice for them. Um, so the, the, but even without that, you know, we, we've seen great speed from that Fiesta, um, and this is a this is a rally where M Sport as a as a team has massive, you know, no team in the championship has the sort of experience of the conditions uh, that M Sport has, and this is a sort of round where it really comes to play that sort of stuff. Uh, and obviously, looking at the championship situation, that the form man is is Tanak. He's won the last three events. So he's really rocketed into into contention. So you'd say uh, momentum, if there is such a thing, is 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 with him. So how seriously does he need to be taken as a, cha- as a championship contender? He he very clearly is now. Definitely, and he's you know we saw in Turkey he he was struggling like hell on the first day in Turkey. Couldn't make the car work. Couldn't get comfortable. Was right down at the bottom end of the top ten, uh, and it all came together. And you know, in Finland and Germany, where he won, he won on speed, he won on pace, and he just, you know, won on commitment and bravery. Um, but Turkey was a different one. You know, he had to be sensible and he had to drive carefully. And I think he took massive confidence from doing that. Uh, and as, you know, he is right on top of a very, very big wave at the moment. Um, and he said he doesn't for him he doesn't need to 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 risk everything in wales this weekend there's still two events afterwards the gap's only 13 points for him um but he's you know he's he's a guy coming into the 
into the event with massive confidence. You know, coming on the back of three wins, it takes you to a different place. Uh, you know, everything, every rock that you run over when he looks down, you know, it's going to give you a puncture. At the minute, he's, uh, everything's working for him. Um, there is, there's a little bit of a question. I, talking to Tommy Mackinnon in the middle of the year, the car did struggle a little bit in changeable, in changeable grip levels. So, you know, if we're guaranteed one thing in, in GB, it's that the, the level of grip will change radically. You know, in the first five corners of, of the first stage in Klakarnock and Brennig, you know, that you'll have four or five grip level changes. So, We'll see how how good the the Yaris is. They've they've done more testing than than any of the other teams. Tanex had two days, uh, Latvala's had two days, and Lappi's had one day, uh, all in Wales. Um, so they've done they've done their homework. Um, so let's see what happens. But you know, one thing is for sure, Tanek is such an exciting driver to watch uh, and to be around. You know, he's he's a really cool guy, uh, and he's. Like you say, he's definitely in the thick of the championship fight now. And looking at the rally as a whole, what should we expect from it in terms of the shape of it, the the route of the rally? It's changed a little bit coming into this year. It, it has. We formerly we would have spent Friday and Saturday in the middle of Wales, in with one day doing the likes of Hafren, Meherin, Sweet Lamb, uh, and then the next day we'd have gone back for Dovey and Garthiniog and Dovenant and Aberheen and these kind of places. Um, because we're now obviously we're allowed to to close roads uh, and use closed public roads, this has allowed the organisers to to tie up pieces of stages to make longer stages in, in the north. Uh, so Brennig, um, the second stage of the day on on Friday is actually three different parts of stages using um, I think four kilometres of of public road. So what's that? Two and a half miles of public road linking it. Um, so it's given the event a really different feel. We've now got Friday and Sunday in the north, um, but in, in quite different kind of stages. Klokainog and Brennig don't naturally flow very nicely as stages there. There's lots of junctions in there, so you've got lots of straights and square corners. Um, and then when you get into the likes of Penmacno and, and Elsie, this, this brand new stage, uh, it, you're very much into Snowdonia. So the real big climbs, big steep downhills, um, but generally a little bit narrower, but similar sort of feel as to Mid Wales. But when you get into Mid Wales, you don't get the same sort of undulations. You sort of cling to the side of mountains rather than climb up and over them. But my God, those roads are so, so fast. I, I did a, a recce at the start of last week with Andrew Kelly and honestly they are wide smooth and quick uh so the likes of dovey garth uh Dovenant, those kind of places are just going to be sensational and even if the weather changes and we get a lot a lot of rain i still think that uh that the surface will hold up in there uh and it's going to be great absolutely great and it looks like the uh the middle day the saturday is a pretty long one that's a bit of a throwback to the old epic days i mean it's not quite the same as the days when rallies were 130 days long and they were 37 hour days and uh yeah rallying was real as uh, some people <laughs> people like to say but it but it does have a little bit of that feel of the uh the rally of rally gb as i know we have to call it i naturally default to try and call it the uh rec rally it absolutely does you, you know saturday is is a big old day that the cars are out of of d side at 5 30 in the morning and they they won't be back until half seven uh in the evening having done as I said, Meherin, Sweet Lamb, and Dovey, Garthinia, Dovenant, Meherin, Sweet Lamb, and Dovey and Garth again. Um, and don't forget, you know, there's no main service in the middle of that. They go into, um, they go into a tyre zone in Newtown. Uh, and just literally they give, given new tyres, not any work they want to do on the car. They have to have the parts in the car themselves. 
Um, so not only is that a really long day, they've also got to be looking after the cars themselves. And I did a, a piece for, for Autosport for the magazine about the 1993 RAC, which is an event that Yuha Kenken and Nicky Grist won. And I, I talked a lot to Nick about this, and Nick actually wrote the piece himself for us. And it is absolutely astonishing. He gave me the, the service schedule for this 93 event, which started and finished in Birmingham. Uh, there were 35 stages and they had 84 individual service points. It was, honestly, it was unbelievable. They did, obviously, the Sunday, they started on the Sunday, they did the Sunday loop all around the Midlands, uh, back into Birmingham. Then they, they were up at 3.30 in the morning and out at 4 a.m., straight off to Wales, uh, a full day through Wales, up to Lancaster, I think it was, um, a day in Grisdale, Kielder, then up to Gateshead, out of Gateshead into the Scottish borders. Uh, honestly, it was unbelievable and properly long days uh, and a great challenge and it's lovely to have that that feel of at least some of that just for one day um, on Saturday you know I'm, I'm a big fan a big advocate of the endurance element of, of our event and we need to get people out of bed early and, and get them out on the road and, and you know it, for me there's not enough dark this year because obviously we're running three weeks earlier than last year so that last um, Saturday stage starts at 20 past five so it'll still be in daylight which you know for me that's rubbish we need these boys to be on headlights and uh, and, and to get the real atmosphere in, in the woods you know you need to be in there at uh, no earlier than midnight, Ed. <laughs> exactly, and and it ensures that the the journalists, such as yourself, don't have a lazy time on uh, on rally weekends. So I know how relaxed you always are. You always are during events. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, this is one event where I try to keep well out of the service park and get out onto the road and and just to try and chase the thing around a bit because you know it's. I know these stages quite well. I'm quite lucky in that respect, and I know backways into places, and it's just an opportunity to really kind of get a feel and just a, a piece of the atmosphere of the thing. Well, before we hear from the the three title protagonists, they will be the the big focus of Rally GB. Are there any other other subplots we should be looking out for? What are the, what are the uh, the stories? Perhaps a bit lower down the uh, either the championship table or the uh, or the running order. We should we should keep an eye on. I think you know the one the one big one we've got to look out for. Well, a couple of the big ones is Elvin Evans. As I mentioned earlier, you know he needs a a big performance in Wales. He won last year. Uh, he needs he needs a win. There's guys like Hayden Padden, you know, Andreas Mickelson, these guys, Craig Breen as well. You know, there's a lot of drivers there that will be really pushing for a, for a win. Uh, in Wales and genuinely have the capability and the experience to do it. Uh, but going further back down into, into the classes in WRC2, you know, there's good, uh, British participation, Gus Greensmith, Tom Cave, and, and of course, Chris Ingram, who made a real splash when he, he, he led in Turkey in WRC2 and eventually finished, I think, second or third, um, which was a, an incredible result for a guy who's, who's, that was his first ever. WRC2 event in a, in a four-wheel drive car uh, and only I think his fifth ever uh, event in a four-wheel drive car so you know he's made great strides and there is plenty and of course there's there's still Cal- Calais Rovenpera 12 months ago this 17 year old Finn son of Harry Rovenpera came and 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 drove in a world championship event for the first time in in Britain uh, he's back this is the first time he's ever come to an event with experience of it uh, and his his speed has just come on so much this year that he's absolutely going to be one of the the ones to look out for in WRC too. But it's always great. There's so many uh, stories and subplots to keep an eye on outside of the the main event. It's uh, endlessly uh, endlessly fascinating to uh, to follow a, a rally at this level. 
let's hear from the, the three title contenders. You uh, did a very good job to get all three of them together. I think this was just was this just before uh, Rally Turkey got underway. Yes, they, they were talking. Yeah, this it, okay, exactly. So. It was the uh, the Thursday before Rally Turkey, so it is a little bit confusing. Obviously, since then, just as a very quick recap, we we had Tanak winning Turkey, but we had the two other guys, Neville and Ogier, uh struggling. Both of them retired and and were forced to use Super Rally with um, with technical issues on on the cars. Yeah, it's going to be great to hear from them. So we'll, we'll hear that now. What's this event going to be like uh, in, in early October, Sebastian? Well, from what you mentioned, I think the only thing we are probably sure to don't get is snow. But for the rest, I'm sure it can still be there uh, about the fog, the rain and the mud. Uh, so we'll have to see maybe a little higher temperature, which uh, should help for the tire to walk. Uh, even this, this year, we should all have better tire for the condition as uh, Michelin have introduced a new soft tire. So, well, we'll have to see, but uh, I still expect uh, Muddy Rally GB, to be honest. Really? I don't yeah. know. If it's not, uh, well, let's see what happened this weekend first, because we don't know yet we're going to be first on the road. But if it's not, uh, yeah, well, we'll... Will be a surprise. I think we. I'm never done GB really on dry or one year. I think there was a bit yeah. of dry. Yes, September and uh, it was in twelve. You all like three this. did it, but I yeah. mean it was sunny briefly. Do you think could we have some sunshine? Uh, we always had a little bit of sunshine uh, in the previous years as well, but mainly the conditions were still muddy and a lot of rain before uh, last year. I remember of uh, yeah hell of a stage in the dark with the fog so uh, uh, probably uh, this year we're going to see similar conditions uh, at some point as well what i mean what do you think it, it, mud and rain is is kind of part of rally gb do, do we need that or would it be quite nice to run in in the sunshine actually in some way it's it's uh, nice to have it uh, wet and muddy as then the conditions are a bit more similar to everybody and, and uh, obviously it's it's the part of uh, GB rally so uh, I guess uh, to have it the way it's been uh, every year uh, in some way yes we definitely need but uh, I in the end I guess there is no need to say that as uh, it comes anyway in some point uh, okay we just mentioned uh, you had 2012 the dry event but uh, even then I guess someday was uh, was wet so uh, I guess yeah to have all week with uh, no rain, uh, that would be a kind of miracle. <laughs> is is Rally GB one of the one of the classics? I mean, it, when it was the RAC Rally, careful how you answer this, obviously. <laughs> but it, when it was the RAC, it was you know there was the Monty Thousand Lakes RAC. Does it remain because it doesn't go around the country anymore? It's stuck in Wales. What do you think? I think it's getting more and more again the Rally Worlds uh, from what I know when I was watching TV in the past because I remember last year we woke up very early, we finished very late and it seems like from what I have heard that this year's edition should be similar. So uh, yeah, it makes it uh, somehow a bit different from the other events. Uh, and then as well, like you said, uh, yeah, Rally GB without rain would be like Sweden without snow. And uh, probably uh, we're going to say like Turkey without uh, big stones. So uh, yeah. it's going to be, uh, yeah, uh, it has to be part of, of the rally. You're, you're not one for the, really for the history of the sport. Are you, is that fair? I mean, do, do you, would you know about Kielder? Kielder Forest, does that... Honestly, I don't know much about names. Uh, maybe a couple of them in Monte because it's closer to where I come from. But honestly, I, I never really remember. I think... You mentioned uh, how the rally are, but in our days, most of them are anyway more concentrated in one area. So uh, that's the case as well for GB. But 
you know, everything evolved in life. And uh, I think uh, the rally, like they were 30 years ago, could not exist anymore. And I think they were probably beautiful, but uh, I think uh, today it's in a different way, uh, exciting. And, uh, and yeah, I think there is maybe still some way to go to make it even better, to fit our, to our actual society maybe, and even more condensate uh, in my point of view. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, well, I, I believe that the characteristic of the rally are still there and the spirit is still there. And for me, it's still one of the main events of the season. What, tell, tell me about the, the character of those stages. Is, what is it like? Is it we have a fast Finland, we have a technical, tricky Turkey? What, what's GB like? Is it fast? Is it, is it tough to drive? It's a fast event. Uh, that's actually what happens in Wales that uh, because it gets muddy and then normally also very polished we have no grip and uh, that makes it a bit more challenging to let's say set the car in uh, high speed places uh, in the same time it's still technical but uh, yeah I imagine if it's full dry then it could be uh, as fast as Finland is because uh, with a lot of grip uh, actually the forest roads there are very quick so uh, so uh, yeah, there are nice stages, but uh, so far yeah, it's been just about uh, the conditions which are actually slowing them down a bit. So uh, so yeah, they are enjoyable roads. If if it was dry, a big if, would that new Michelin soft tire be too soft? Do you think? For dry, most probably, I believe, yeah. Really? But uh, we would have the option, I guess. We would have the option to go to the medium, which would which would then work. So uh, yeah. I think, but we have today is a good package now to be able to fit to every condition. So uh, uh, it was a good move from FIA or from the rules in this way, uh, I think. Yeah, and you've won, obviously you've won the event four times before. What's the, what's the key, without giving too many secrets away, what's, what's the key to winning Rally GB? Well, mastering those conditions is never, never easy. Uh, we mentioned what we can have there, like the, this foggy and, and, and poor visibility condition which which make the event special and it's it's most of the time why you can make the biggest differences um, also obviously uh, I've been suffering very often to start first on the road during my career but but often then I was coming in GB first on the road and in and at that that event uh, most of the time it's it's turned to be an advantage then to start first so of course uh, I also use that a couple of times I'm sure uh, but yeah I was it's an event I learned to to enjoy. Uh, I think uh, I have a special special memory always with this one. I started my WRC career there. Uh, immediately it was the best time with WRC car. I couldn't believe it at the time. And then I struggled a bit more. But uh, after some years, then I, I, I somehow managed to um, to feel better there. And then. Uh, uh, a great series of uh, leading the rally, I think, for four years and, and, and victories, which of course was, was very enjoyable for me. And uh, even last year we had an important event when we secured the title again. So uh, no, I think now I can say I like, uh, I like uh, very much uh, Rally GB. And this, what about you, Thierry? Was it, was it a tough learn for you? Did, I mean, you and Oit have come very close to winning it. Why haven't you won it? I don't know why at the end, but uh, it's true that uh, I have always been very competitive over there. A couple of times on the podium already. Uh, yeah, close to the victory, but never won. So, uh, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, we have many more chances to come to, to try to uh, be on the first step over there. But, uh, uh, yeah, the main goal or the main thing for me is that I really enjoy the event. 
uh, because it's uh, the characteristics are a bit different and as well the, the timing is different and uh, it makes it uh, it makes it challenging for us. Well, obviously we've got Turkey to go yet, but coming into that event, how important is a win? You know, you've still got Spain and Australia. Can you play a kind of percentage game with the championship? Uh, or do you? I think it's difficult to say now because uh, we have events, uh, another event before that. But uh, every single event is always diffi- difficult and important. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think if you can fight for victory, you definitely need to go for it. It doesn't matter what event it is. And if, if not, then uh, you try to secure the best uh, possible position you can, you can get. Talking about championships, what, if I could ask the three of you, what's been the high point so far of, of this year? With, with you. Uh, the first high point definitely was Argentina. Uh, we managed to seal our first victory for the team and, and uh, definitely it was a very important uh, point. But uh, again, after this we had, uh, let's say, a really low point or low points uh, as we retired uh, next two events. So it uh, was, was difficult, but again, next two events we managed to win. So uh, it's kind of, it's been kind of uh, up and down. But uh, now our, we've been improving and developing quite a lot. And uh, I believe we've been getting uh, more consistent. So uh, let's say this weekend will be definitely important to us also to see uh, how we've been improving uh, in a way of uh, durability to see how we can uh, survive this kind of rough event. And uh, then for sure we will be a lot smarter. But uh, but generally, yes, I believe now the last last two events has been our uh, really high point and uh, definitely we'd like to carry it until the end of the season. Yeah, Sebastian? Yeah, I hope the best is still to come this season. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had obviously a very strong start in the season. Um, which sometimes uh, bring us into low point situation as well, like Sweden, where it was uh, impossible to score any points in this weekend almost. And uh, and then, um, yeah, I think uh, recently uh, person performance have been sometimes up and down. Like for sure, Finland was not uh, very great for us, but uh, Germany, I was I was satisfied with uh, with the speed we had. We had a, a great uh, great fight with Oit and. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, in motorsport, uh, sometimes you still need a little bit of luck with you. And uh, so far, we haven't had as much, but uh, still four events to go, so uh, still uh, very possible. Yeah, Thierry. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, the beginning of the season so far. Obviously, uh, trying to find the the right way between consistency and pushing when it was needed and possible as well. And uh, yeah, uh, always nice to win Sweden uh, because not so many have won Sweden. Uh, we did a good job over there, uh, and then we had some great fights with uh, with uh, Oit and Sebastian as well, uh, and enjoying that. Uh, so many highs, but uh, there were some more difficulties then as well. But we managed quite well, so to get the podium, uh, yeah, a couple of podiums. So, uh, but yeah, now we are looking forward to the upcoming events. Uh, it's going to be really hard, but uh, it can be. Yeah, I think it can be enjoyable for everybody of us if we have a nice fight and. Uh, and uh, we're going to see who's winning the season at the end of the year. It's it's been a while since we've had a really close championship. I okay, get some points between you, but is this? Do you feel is this building into one of the great years? Oh, for the sport, I think it's 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 the best we can get. Uh, uh, I think rallying is a really great sport. Uh, maybe not as popular as it should be, 
but uh, definitely we are growing and uh, with uh, the support of the promoter and the fights we have now with the new generation of cars uh, which are uh, much more equal makes it really really interesting as not only for all the drivers I would say not only for three but as well your other drivers who have the opportunity to to get podiums and victories as well uh, but uh, as well for the spectators who, who enjoy watching WRC now and with the live coverage as well now uh, it uh, makes our sport even greater yeah and Sebastian these boys are both chasing your crown how do you rate them how what are their chances of, of, of taking it off you this year yeah, well, you never come uh, into a fight for a championship by chance, you know. So, uh, of course, if you have to rate them, uh, of course, they are great drivers. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, like we said, it's, it's very nice for the sport to see this kind of, uh, of fight. I think last year was already very intense and uh, this year again. And uh, there is a chance that uh, we carry on these fights a bit longer in the season. So that's, uh, that's good for everyone. It's not so often in motorsport that you see uh, four teams uh, pretty close to each other which offer the chance to win to uh, almost every drivers in this championship so uh, uh, yeah that makes a uh, great fights and um, well everyone is winning in this uh, in this kind of situation yeah and now final question to each of you it's a two-parter it's a pretty obvious two-parter who's going to win in wales and who's going to win the championship i'll start with you Tanak. i have Definitely, uh, Wales is one event uh, which everybody wants to win as it's uh, very unique. I would say it's. Is there any event you don't want to win? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe let's say some events I don't care so much, but uh, but the championship I care so definitely. Okay, in the end I would say to win maybe Wales T-shirt is not as important as uh, to win the championship but uh, but Wales is uh, definitely as unique as is Monte, Finland, so on so. So it's it's definitely the one uh, which you, which let's say which trophy you need to have uh, back home. But give us a name. Who's gonna win? I'm gonna win. Yes. Both. <laughs> Come on. I, I go for both. Yeah, for sure. Good man. Good man, Sebastian. Yeah. Well, what what else can you answer than that? So of course. Well, you we, think as if well. we are here, you know. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, Oit. Uh, I've been very impressive with the speed this year. I think if I have to speak about my contenders now oh, it is definitely the more dangerous one in terms of speed uh, but you know championship is not only speed so uh, we'll see what uh, what happened end of the year okay Thierry. yeah for me I think similar I think uh, obviously we're gonna try to win Wales and uh, more more important than that we're gonna try to win the championship so uh, it should be us for both well David when, you, when you've got three drivers like that together they've obviously been competing against each other for for some years but what's the, what's the kind of atmosphere like when all three of them know they're going for the title they all want the same thing they're all out there trying to uh, trying to bury each other when they're when they're on the on the stage but what, what's what's the atmosphere like is it still a little bit too early for it to get really intense or, or is there a little bit of a, an edge to it no there is you know when we were doing that that uh, interview the guys they all get on very well uh and that's it's all fine but definitely there is there's i would say between Thierry and Sebastian is probably a little bit more of an edge. I don't know if it's because they're both French speakers or I don't know, but you know, Tanak and Ogier obviously worked closely together at M Sport last year and, and they do get on really well, those two guys. Um, so I'd say that if there is an edge, it's between Thierry and, and Seb. Tanak doesn't really bother with edges. You know, he's just not that kind of guy that's interested in, in, in any of that at all he just gets on does his own thing drives his rally and the last three of them he's won them 
Um, but absolutely, it is. It's getting a bit more intense, um, and we'll certainly see more and more of that edge coming in Wales and and then Spain and, and Australia if it goes that far. Well, to finish off, let's just put you on the spot. Who who's going to win if you had to pick one driver? Tanak, or maybe Ogier. Uh, we can't discount the hill, though. No, I, I'm going to I'm going to stick with with Tanak. Okay, go back to your original choice, but that that shows how. Uh, how exciting it is because there's no there's no one absolute runaway favourite despite uh, despite Ojay's success there. So we're uh, yeah going to be in for uh, for a cracking rally. So thanks very much for giving us a bit of a, a bit of a feel for it. Of course, uh, Autosport Magazine uh, out on on Thursday. I'll be on the shelf when you when you hear this. That's got uh, I think an in depth preview, all sorts of features ahead of ahead of the rally. If you want to read more, yes, absolutely. And you're not getting away scot free either. I'm going to put you on the spot now, Ed, and you're going to tell us who's going to win. I'm just going Ogier. It's it's a default answer. It's, it's it's the only answer to give. I think I've got I've got endless faith in people called Sebastian when it comes to rallying. It's just it's just the law, isn't it? The, well, the, the, there's, there's, it's not without good reason. Let's be honest. How many years is it now? It's uh, fourteen fif- years. Fifty-eight. It feels, it feels like. <laughs> Yeah, but, exactly. But, but, but joking aside, it is great to see these fantastic drivers at that level performing and. You know, if someone like Oitanek, who's really coming on strongly, uh, d- does manage to beat, and that would be a that would be a remarkable story and, and testament to how how we've got kind of a new driver in there who could ten years down the line we could be speaking about as a as a many time multiple champion. We could be talking about Oit dominating uh, WRC for a change. <laughs> yes, no, it'd be great. It'd be great. I think you know whoever wins this year will definitely deserve it. Well, enjoy the enjoy the rally and enjoy those early starts. You'll be able to follow the rally on autosport.com. We'll have updates of, of from the stages, and uh, David Evans will bring you all the latest breaking news from uh, from the service park. Obviously, as we've mentioned, check out Autosport Magazine for an in-depth preview. Of course, Autosport Print Magazine is out every Thursday. And please check out Sister Titles, F1 Racing Magazine, and motorsport.com, and also Pit Stop Betting. If you can download the app, take a look at that. And if you fancy a flutter on some motorsport events, that's the place for you. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back soon with another Autosport podcast. Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com forward slash Trilo Music. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Message and data rates may apply. 
Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.